Guys, I want to tell you, if you need t-shirts, Clockwise would love to make them for you. Not Clockwise, the podcast I hope I host, but Clockwise, the maker of fine pieces of apparel. Clockwise prints and ships t-shirts all over the world for quality-driven clients. Their water-based ink and tri-blend fabric make for a shirt you will love for years to come. Clockwise offers free shipping, no minimums, and professional mock-ups prior to production. John and I have some Clockwise shirts and a hat. Mm-hmm. I got a hat. It was very comfortable, very soft. Really like my those. wife is wearing one of them right now. Oh, fact. yeah, yeah. I gave her, I gave her, I gave her one of them. Oh, that was very generous of you because they're really nice shirts. Yeah. They are. They're really, they're very comfortable. Yeah, so so nice. You'll even let let your loved ones share <laughs> in the joy of wearing delightful right. delightful apparel. For more information on how to produce your own apparel with Clockwise, visit them online at www.clockwise.io or follow them on Instagram at at clockwise that's clockwise.io to learn more and thanks to clockwise for sponsoring this week's episode of the rebound now now we we scramble to find something that actually happened this week well we haven't we haven't talked at all about the uh the the i have we talked at all about the i9 chip i think we briefly touched on it but we should it it seems to that story continues going so exploded i don't know you know discussions of chip speeds just make me want to throttle somebody (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good night everybody uh, we've already hit the, oh, the best joke of the then. episode and yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill from here sorry everyone and we didn't start on a tall hill to be fair so it's <laughs> yeah, a short right. trip exactly. yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested in this. The um, So this morning I saw a thing from a guy on Reddit, I guess, who found a way to disable mm-hmm. it with like a command line thing or script. And Well, so they think it's this power chip, right? That it's, right. Um, that it's throttling because that thing gets too hot to, to at least prevent it from getting too hot or it gets too hot. And then um, it's backing it off so that it has time for that power chip to cool down. Um, but he, he found a thing that would let it keep going run at full speed and i read it yesterday it seemed to be (laughs) this this stuff makes my eyes yeah disabling the thing that stops it getting too hot seems like a bad plan but wasn't this wasn't this an issue way back with like some of the um the power pc chips yes like i mean heat is always a problem right heat is a fundamental issue in, in computer construction especially laptops which have very small tolerances but I think he was making a point that um, the way he thought that the way that Apple was doing it was not correct. So a um, guy on Reddit, no offense to Reddit. Well, he was okay. I understand how that sounds. However, I, I, he clearly knew a lot of more. He knew a lot more about it than I did. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I just kind of. I mean, I don't want to apologize for Apple, but I kind of think they might have a few experts in the you know whole thermal uh, area. So, I mean, presumably the trade-off here is the longer you run it at a high speed, the more risk you have of damaging components because of excessive heat, I would think. So yeah. they, made, they, they made a decision to do a trade-off there and say, we're going to throttle it back in these circumstances. But I also understand, you know, the perspective of people who felt like they were paying for one thing and maybe not getting... It's like if you bought a car, say from a German company, and it claimed that the gas mileage... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> was something very specific, <laughs> and it turned out. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would We're never not happen. Any names? <laughs> I may not. I may or may not own a car from said mm-hmm. company. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, I think that the argument I heard was that, you know, Apple's designed these cases for a certain uh, thermal level and the chips from Intel are exceeding that. So they're um, not letting them run at a full, full speed uh, because, you know, presumably the next cases we get will be better um, or more more designed for this level of heat that the things generate. But I, I've heard a whole load of mixed reports on this. And, you know, I, I want to actually try one myself and, and see what it's like because... Yeah, it is a weird situation because, I mean, especially it's compounded by the fact that these came out after what many perceive to be a long drought in laptop upgrades. So people were kind of waiting for this current this generation of Intel chips to make their way into Apple laptops. And I feel like now they're just pissed that it's like you basically if it was going to be such a problem, you know, maybe we, we just should have left the old chips. I don't know. I don't know what the answer <laughs> is there. Also, the number of people who are doing tests where they run the MacBook Pros in freezers to me is hilarious. <laughs> Do all these people have walk-in <laughs> freezers available or are they just standing there like wasting all the cold air coming out of their icebox? Well, I do remember when I worked at Apple, I got a prototype um PowerPC laptop at one point and it would only run if I jammed it on top of an air conditioning unit. I mean, this was <laughs> it, it was like I couldn't I could use it for uh, email and stuff, but I couldn't actually compile anything unless it was literally <laughs> sitting on top of an air conditioning <laughs> unit. Well, it depends what email client you're using, well, well, too, right? Well, this is true. Um, but, yeah. yeah, so nothing new. I mean, it does. It sounds like Apple is actively looking at this. I, I would, I mean, at least to, even if you're going to answer that it's operating within specs, yes. you right. know, certainly taking at least the appearance of we're going to investigate it and make sure that everything is working correctly and that these aren't mm-hmm. maybe over-aggressively mm-hmm. throttling or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I I'm not someone who always frequently uses high performance applications. I do. I mean, except for Logic, pretty much. I think is the probably the big one. And Slack. But yeah, <laughs> occasionally Safari <laughs> on a site with a lot of ads. <laughs> oh, Slack. <laughs> We love you and we hate you at the same time. Oh man, that sounds like a lot of our social networking. Yeah, right. well, yeah, sure, uh-huh. and a lot of our friends, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of um, actually social networking thing, so. if we if, did, you have more to say about the laptop? No, just I mean, I would just comment that 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 you so the guy found the thing that you can change with the command line thing, which I think you mentioned, but you know, doing that of course voids your warranty, so don't. <laughs> Don't necessarily run Maybe out. Maybe don't get jump. A nine. Yeah, jump run right out. Ahead. Don't run out and get a nine nine and do this immediately. I mean, I can just see them. Uh, somebody in industrial design saying, "Look, we just fixed the keyboard. Are you not happy now?" And <laughs> we spent yes. all the time on that. Are you not and- entertained? <laughs> we can only work on either the keyboard or the processor, guys. Make up <laughs> Look, your fucking minds, <laughs> right? Social media wise, I was seeing people once again. The reminder that. Uh, Come a few weeks from now, Twitter is turning off all their old uh, APIs for third-party clients, which I know we've talked about a little bit, but um, I was trying to figure out, because there are new APIs for some of these things, and it was leaving me unsure as to 
what exactly would be the end result, you know, on the day that the switches flipped and those old things turn off and they have to switch to whatever new things they're using. So my understanding... Am I going to notice? My understanding is that a lot of the new APIs aren't really available to third-party apps. You know, they're more designed for companies that are doing some big social media presence or something, or it's... Well, because the because the the fees are yeah, so high. it's like it would cost. I can't remember. It was like m- yeah. millions so, per month for something like Twitterific to use. Them. So, so what happens yes. though? Is that like my app just going to stop working? No, it was like fifteen, fifteen, sixteen bucks a month per user. Or something. I think what's going to happen is there's some stuff that's going to stop working. Like you're not going to get instantaneous notifications. You. Yeah, you can't get you can't get push notifications, so you can't get like you, nothing is going to pop up. Which I have never had on. I've only I think had I had that DMs. on like the first weekend that I got Twitter, and then you know I kept getting these notifications that some guy named Morn was posting <laughs> tweets, and I was like, why am I? I don't want this. Unfollow. So I turned that off. And and um and then the other thing is you can't uh, uh automatic refresh or, or not not streaming it's not automatic streaming. refresh um. Streaming, yeah, yeah, streaming is off. I've, not I've be actually on. So, turned off streaming on a couple of the clients because it cuts well, down and on that's the th- battery. That's usage. the thing. I mean, it's speaking personally. I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's really lousy that they're doing this um, because a lot of people do need these features, but I don't want them personally. Um, so I don't think this is actually going to end up affecting me for at least. Well, the the notification at this thing point. is the only thing question because now it's and now it's going to be like two minutes in between. You know, it'll it'll like refresh every two minutes or something like that, mm. and that that's probably healthy. Well, <laughs> I think it's going to be a problem for live events. You know, if if you're trying to sort of keep up yeah. with the snark around an Apple keynote or or something like that, um, and I think there are. I mean, I think it's going to bother me a lot. There's there's things I use uh, like there's the the Today View and Twitterific that gives you a sort of summary of you know mm. who dislikes you. Um, and there's things like that aren't going to work. That, That's just going to go away. There's a after they killed Favestar too. This is the worst. Yeah, I mean, how do I know how important I am now? Um, well, I mean, you know, I I joke about that, and I agree with you. Like, it's, some of it is definitely, uh, you know, uh, vanity, but it's also, I mean, for people, you know, who are in the business of using social media for promotion, that is kind of an issue, right? Because I do want to know, like, if I'm posting about my book or James, you're posting about Peacalc, it is helpful to know yeah. who is who is echoing mm-hmm. your stuff and who is liking your stuff and how what kind of, like, you know, response you're getting. And Twitter does have its own tools for it, but they're cumbersome. And Tweetbot did a really nice job of, you know, basically summarizing that into a very attractive format. So between that and, like, the only thing I ever used notifications for was DMs, um, which is helpful. But yeah, I guess maybe I'll just switch to text messages or Slack messages with everybody. I, so that's your loss, Twitter. I think if you use the right. um, the official app, uh, you'd still get all this stuff I will because the burn in hell yeah. first. Well, no, I yes. mean, there's no. Way. I think one of the recommendations from the, like the Twitterific people was keep the official app on, and that will send you notifications. And then uh, use their and then just their app. I mean, it, it, none of it is a That's good clever. solution. Clever and uh, yeah, I feel really sorry for those guys uh, who you know have have yeah. Well, that's what's so who basically created so much of what Twitter is today, right? Yeah, uh, and right, Twitter yeah, right. has thanked them by uh, screwing them over. So 
Sure. Yeah. It's the danger of relying well, on a, you know, having your product rely on a single platform. I mean, it's like when, when math eventually fails, James, you're going to be in <laughs> up shit's creek. I mean, like, it's going to be a real problem. Yeah, well, I mean, you joke about it, but, you know, like, literally my entire income is based upon Apple. So. Yeah, touche. Yeah. We shall, we shall see. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think we'll, we'll, I think stuff will sort of blink in and out of existence for a while and then, you know, the apps will just break. Um. Uh, well, I mean, they, they've been like plan. <laughs> the light will go out of the universe. They have been planning for this, <laughs> Mister Stark. I don't think so. <laughs> Half of all Twitter. Actually, I would be in favor of that. Yeah, yeah I think really. like you know, maybe, maybe Thanos really. has a point. Is all I'm saying. Um. Yeah. So I, I think there's a good website that the most of the the third party Twitter. Uh, clients came together and did this site which explains all the stuff that's gonna start working yes the birds things. birds of a feather i yeah. believe um so you know that has more details uh but yeah it will be disappointing and i think i will use twitter even less after this happens um yeah and it's yeah. annoying because you know i like you know for all that twitter has done and how annoying it is for many many people on it i have enjoyed using it um yeah i mean and there are aspects of it that i will that's the thing i can't give it up entirely just because of those same things that we talked about before so much of things like promotion you know especially for me because like that's where i have by far the largest audience to talk to and so i can't i can't just give it up like it's it would really hamper me professionally yeah um certainly for like the the like conversational aspect of it you know that can a lot of that can be taken up by slack or something but even there mm-hmm. i don't i have a lot of people that i don't talk to i only talk to on twitter i don't i'm not in a slack room with for example so it's it's hard they they have they've weirdly made themselves kind of indispensable while also being kind of abhorrent so i guess that you call right. it the facebook problem <clears throat> yeah basically Ugh. Ugh. yeah i mean i both i both dread the day that i will have to stop using it and look forward to it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> where, where are we going next is anybody uh has anybody figured that out slack i think is the only i mean yeah but it's not the same right like that's the thing it's, no it's, it's like, not um, it's it's good for small communities nothing ever is dan uh, you can't go back you can only go forward uh you can't go home again but i guess you can shop there. we should all just go back to all cut <laughs> are they still using it is. in brazil that or sounds like a place in great britain uh, all cut was a it was a social network by google i think it was and it was one of Yes, it was Google, and it it was really big around the time I want to say Friendster face early Facebook era. Yeah, and then it it gradually mm-hmm. I think it was taken over by sort of mostly Brazilian users or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was huge in Brazil for some reason that you know weird like critical mass situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I I assume it's still going somewhere. But uh, who, who I have knows? no idea. Did, they, did he not get uh, rolled into Google Plus? <laughs> well, who would know? People oh, are yeah. still I mean, on if Google Plus. By, if it's made by Google, then maybe it's probably not still going anywhere. Yeah, Man. it's probably a tab in like Gmail or something. I don't know. Is it? Is there? Oh no, hold on. I actually had an answer to that question. So I was going to ask if the, is there maybe anybody worse at social networking than Google? And I realized, yeah, probably Apple. <laughs> are, True. are you not still using Ping? I'm constantly using Ping. And what's the other one? <laughs> iTunes. Uh, Nothing. Um, whatever Apple, Apple Music Connect. Is that what they called it? 
Isn't that is that is that gone? Now? I have no freaking clue. I, I, think I don't have Apple not, Music. I think that's I turned it off. I, I have oh, Apple yeah, Music. I get going. like occasionally I get messages that say so and so is now following you on Apple Music. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> Pharrell Williams is trapped underneath his hat. Please, please send no, help. No. On June thirtieth, two thousand fourteen, Google announced it would be closing Orkut on September thirtieth, two thousand fourteen. No new accounts could be created starting from July two thousand fourteen. So if you're not on it already. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a really it's a really great though if you are still on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> if you're on, if you are still on it, please follow all of us. It's pre- it's it. really hip. It's Even like the best club in town that no one can get into. <laughs> like um Wait, what was what was the what was the Apple one in the nineties? What was I can't oh, think of it. E World. E World, yeah. E World, yeah. Oh, I was all yeah. over E World. I was yeah, that was huge. Man, we could have been friends way back then, John, except I was like 15, we so we that was know. that would have been super weird. Although, you know, yeah, I was 45 and you were three. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, well, <laughs> that seems accurate. You know, while there's a certain number of good things about being in your 40s, I pull, pulled a muscle in my neck a few days ago. And so I was sitting a bit awkwardly and now I pulled a muscle in my back. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go back. Uh, so a lot to look forward to is what you're saying. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, great, <laughs> great. Just um, constant pain. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good. Do you have a long list of other stories? I had a few things I was going to bring up. Please, mm, no. Go ahead. Uh, today, I think, is the day as we record that uh, <gasps> today's the day. That Google Chrome is going to start marking sites as insecure if they don't ah. support HTTPS, um, which uh, I think at one point the BBC Today was running a story about while also being marked as insecure. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, about time. Yeah, I mean, like the, putting a certificate uh, on your on your website is not actually really difficult these days it used to be so hard oh yeah i mean it was like expensive hundreds of dollars i mean i use the let's encrypt thing yeah same here and it's like my uh hosting company this is not an ad read but you know pair.com i use and it's like a couple of clicks just to switch it on for your domains Uh, i will say i turned it on so i have a linode server that i run my website off of and so i had to like do all the installation and stuff myself Mm. and even that wasn't too hard, like, with a little bit of command line stuff and some tutorials over at Linode, like, it was pretty easy to set up. So, yeah, I mean, if I can do it for my personal blog, there's no excuse for the BBC. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, I think it's good because, like, when you have when you have a website that's encrypted like that, even if you're not actually doing anything on it, uh, it just means that, you know, your ISP and whatever other people can't uh, monitor exactly what pages you're reading and what you're right. doing on it. Uh, yeah, I kind of, um, for years I've been kind of on this, uh, uh, this, this, I don't know what the word I want is, uh, man, not manifesto. <laughs> I've been on this. <laughs> Tell us your manifesto, Dan. <laughs> All the places I'm going to blow up. <laughs> Uh, thank God this podcast is secure. Um, <laughs> no, I've been, I've been, I've had this hobby horse that Apple should do encryption in mail, um, even if it was only like two other iCloud recipients, like kind of the way that iMessage, you know, Green Bubble versus Blue Bubble. Oh, like if yes. you mail people on like supported services, it would just end to end encrypt your email because it's doable. Like, and it would be great if it was just transparently built in. Like, so you know, you have. 
there is security insofar as you can set up secure connections to your mail server, but that doesn't mean your message is encrypted. It just means it's harder to intercept at that point in transit. Yeah. And it would be cool, especially because then you would also be able to like authenticate the person sending it, which in theory would help you cut down on spam or at least really easily detect spam. Uh, and I always felt like somebody should push for that because email, the fact that we still use email now and like it's kind of still relying on the same technologies that it was 30 or 40 <laughs> years ago and we yeah. rely on it for critical things like identity verification it's just fucking banana pants <laughs> yes yes it really is yeah i mean because i had to i had to send something to like a financial services company mm-hmm. and um uh, just like a copy of my driver's license and you know i so i scan my driver's license saying you know put a password on the pdf and send it and then i have to <laughs> Like you, call the guy and it's give like him you're the setting password. up a cold war spy <laughs> meet what the hell yeah right right like some dead letter drug <laughs> uh, i i have i'm on this I, I probably mentioned before my little tiff with venmo um and we could we're essentially i signed up for venmo because somebody wanted to pay me back for something and i like linked it to my bank account and i linked it to a credit card and it's owned by the same people as paypal and i went to get my 27 dollars out of venmo and it's like oh your account's frozen and the only way to unfreeze it is to email us a scan of your driver's license and i'm like guys it's 27 dollars, and you've i've linked to a bank account in my name which is the same name on the venmo like why I'm not sending you a scan of my driver's license. Come on. And somewhat <laughs> ironic, given that weren't they uh, making all transactions visible by yes. default as well? I feel very good about my decision right now is what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Venmo has not proven themselves to be a company that's necessarily has your privacy at heart, I feel like. But none of these services work uh, in the UK. And of the ones that do, like Square, is it Square Cash or whatever? Yeah, Square um, Cash. You can't send across like from the US to the UK. So right. I'm, I'm, we don't have Apple Pay cash or whatever it is here. Um, I just hope. Wait, so how do you send money digitally? Do you do it at all or is it basically impossible? <laughs> um, it's really impossible. And that's why I haven't paid you all back. Um, <laughs> no, we, uh, yeah, you owe me several pounds, as I recall. <laughs> no, I think, I think that bet has not yet paid out. Um, um anyway. <laughs> uh it's like a paypal is literally the only thing that works with any reliability and i hope that apple does come into this and makes it all work internationally because i mean apple is basically a large bank at this point sure Mm -hmm. um the the biggest problem with apple pay right now or apple pay cash right now is that a problem in quotes you know it only works with other people with apple devices so if i have my friend who you know has their android phone and they want to pay me back then we have to like go through the litany of third-party services do you have venmo no do you have paypal no do you have square cash and it's like this has now become more complicated than handing me the 20 dollars that you owe me here is a usb stick with bitcoin on it <laughs> it may or may not be worth the amount i borrowed from you by the time that you cash it in but <laughs> Yes, I did see a thing because I gra- really want to treat all of my transaction with friends like I'm buying stock or drugs. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's the uh, I did see a thing that the Bitcoin prices are falling to the point that graphics cards are now becoming affordable again. <laughs> uh, I, the, you know, this, I, the, the meteor, the meteor cannot come soon enough. I. I <laughs> 
<laughs> for a variety of reasons. Go ahead, cockroaches. It's your You're, turn. Yeah, take a whack at it. Let us know how you do. <laughs> I, I'm kind of disappointed that that black sarcophagus that uh, got opened <laughs> yeah, up right. did not have uh-huh. like some world-ending plague in it or something. I, well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, well, there maybe is, it's slow acting. There is that that like campaign online that's like, let us drink so, the stuff that's in it. Th- this is actually a weird link uh, uh, into my next story, but the person uh, who did that... Uh, uh, he's a Scottish guy, Innes McKendrick, I think, uh, who works for Hello Games or worked for Hello Games. I'm not entirely oh, okay. sure. Um, and the No Man's Sky big update just came out mm. like about an hour before we recorded. Um, I don't know if you've followed the whole No Man's Sky thing. I have a bit because I was super interested in playing it, and then it, I mean, early it de- on, it debuted. I remember a- seeing the trailer. I mean, I remember seeing the first trailer and thinking, "Oh my gosh, wow!" And it, then it was not all that. Right. right. It debuted also as a PlayStation exclusive, and as an Xbox owner, that was kind of obviously a non-starter yes. for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, a the Xbox well. version just came out today. Yep. Yeah, I, I did know that. So th- they released it originally in 2016, and yeah, there was a certain amount of criticism. Some of it warranted. Because a lot of stuff had been hyped up and it wasn't there or it wasn't there in the way people imagined that it would be, which is not entirely their fault. And But, I mean, there was a, there's a really good interview with uh, the developers by uh, Patrick Klepek and Austin Walker on Waypoint. And they talk about what the team went through, like death threats because the trailer had butterflies in it and the game didn't have butterflies. <laughs> and it was just uh, some v- oh boy some very well sure that that's just you know i'm back on the meteor thing with john now <laughs> yeah right exactly um but yeah th- this update uh i haven't played it because of course i i sat down to prepare for this podcast instead um <laughs> jokes on you then <laughs> yeah I, I could be playing it right now I'm, i am playing it right now <laughs> um but yeah this this update adds a ton of things that people kind of wanted from the beginning things like multiplayer so that you could <laughs> run around the galaxy with your friends and a whole bunch of other stuff and it looks looks like it could be uh a good big update uh and i want to give it a go yeah, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued, in, given that there's now an Xbox version and that it comes along with all this multiplayer stuff. Like, that's enough to pique my interest. So, yeah, I mean, we'll probably check it out. Doesn't actually interest me because I have no interest in other humans. But um, yeah, I, I have friends I'm who with you. I have friends who have played it, so <laughs> I would be interested. And there's like a handful of friends that I play games with that I think feel like might be more interested in this. But yeah. Yeah, I understand. But I mean, even, you know, if you get it on the Xbox and I have it on the PlayStation, uh, we won't be able to play together because. Yeah, this is a weird thing. Sony are being. Sony? Yeah. So, uh, like, I I don't know if you saw that. So there's like the stuff with Fortnite. Yeah. Arguably the the biggest game in the world right now. If you. I mean, this game, the insane popularity of that game startles me, if only because, you know, I walked in and my cousin's daughter, who is. Oh, how old is she? 14? 13 or 14 is like playing it obsessively on her iPhone. Yeah. And like, you know, certainly not not necessarily, she's not been an avid gamer before that at all. And that's, it's cool that she's into that. It's just, it's fascinating to me because I feel like it used to be more of a like, you know, we, when we played like first person shooter games in like college and whatever, it was like in our dark dorm rooms, right? Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, like, you can play them anywhere, and they're so accessible that anybody can play them, which is great. Like, 
I think it's super cool, but it just it surprised me how much it took off, given that, you know, there's nothing fundamentally new about it, but it's free to play and it's on every platform. Well, I mean, and... I think that the, the whole Battle Royale thing took off with uh, sure. PUBG uh, last year, and then this kind of swept in and, and uh, took over. But, but yeah, it's the fact that if you log in on to your playstation uh to your like uh epic account on the playstation it then forever bans you from logging in on like xbox or switch or anything else and uh all the other companies are playing together and you can play with you know apple devices and your playstation i think and yeah it's just sony being particularly picky about uh not wanting to share anything with the other platforms in case it's some uh competitive advantage that they're going to lose mm-hmm. but people are weird yeah <laughs> people are just so annoyed well you remember the memory stick right yeah oh, the, uh, yeah yeah well sony has always <laughs> we, had... we still have one of those lying around someplace i had it and i got it in a came with a um video uh recorder that we got from them like so sony's always been big on its own format betamax um uh uh, betamax was better yeah but better but you know it didn't work with everything and (laughs) no i know uh what was the um, i know the whole story mini discs i remember when those (laughs) came out and was like yeah all right this is great but like see you basically got sandwiched by cds on one side and mp3 players on the other side and at that point i think it (laughs) It was, was over one of the things that happened i think it was it was either Fortnite or Rocket League or something like that accidentally, in quotes, switched on cross-platform play between uh, Xbox and PlayStation. <laughs> and it was sort of live for half an oh, hour, yeah. an hour yeah. or something. Uh, I think in a kind of, you know, look, there's absolutely no technical barrier to this. It's purely right. uh, Sony business. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, you know, I think it's like last generation, Microsoft was definitely you know, the the strongest platform between yeah. the Xbox 360 and the PS3. And now the shoe is on the other foot. Sony is like, oh, n- now we are in charge and we shall uh, exploit this uh, completely. Well done, Sony. Yeah, yeah, right. Screw you, Sony. Yeah, I mean, hopefully Apple will just make a Pippin or something and we can, uh, <laughs> they can take over. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's, that's right on their list right after building, uh, what is it, a uh, new Mac Mini, uh, a new ipad mini a new did you have a pippin james you seem like you might have had I, a so i went to i never had a pippin um i went to an uh, when i when i was working for the university um i went to an educational briefing where they wheeled out a pippin and at that point i had just bought an extremely expensive imported japanese playstation uh like playstation one and i asked the question and i sort of said so how's this going to complete compete with the PlayStation? And they kind of didn't actually have an answer. And I thought, oh, this is not going to go well. <laughs> and indeed, and indeed, it did, it did not. Did not. Um, <laughs> Amazingly, no. I did look into what's involved in making Pippin discs because um, Stephen Hackett got a Pippin. Uh, so I went through the developer documentation. Uh, <laughs> Because I thought, you know, could I make, because, you know, it was really just running macOS. <laughs> P-Calc for the yes. Pippin. <laughs> so I wanted to make a P-Calc oh, dear. for the Pippin, because I thought that would be amusing. But uh, oh the God. discs are cryptographically signed. So you can make a disc, but if you have one in 
uh, a pippin that's in developer mode, you can test stuff, but you can't run uh, those disks on a consumer unit. So I think the cryptographically signing service that Apple ran probably shut down 20 years ago. Uh, And yeah, I think it's currently impossible. I'd hoped somebody had um, hacked it so that, yeah, because I thought making PCALC for the pippin would would, uh, be suitably amusing but uh it was not there are there are at least 20 people who would pay upwards of two dollars for that (laughs) (laughs) look you know if it could make stephen hackett happy um what (laughs) one price to pay it's a worthy goal that's a worthy goal yeah sure man it's the doldrums of summer here i don't know yeah i was i was i was texting dan because i thought this had to be the week that apple results come up but it's next week it's next week yeah so we're still a little early. late july 31st last day of july yeah uh and well of course Nate, you're saying this and there's going to be some massive story that breaks on wednesday and we're gonna oh yeah or like 20 <laughs> minutes well that's what happens to this show because we record on tuesdays and so everything happens either tuesday afternoon or on wednesday yeah yeah oh uh there was a note to bring up maybe most relevant for me i guess uh, HomePod OS 12 beta rumored to support multiple timers. Yeah, That's multiple right. named timers. You know, this Ooh, is like so we're catching fiction. up to the. Oh, this does remind me. I have a related topic to bring up, which um, Lex isn't here to compare with us, but that's fine. I on Prime Day, I, as you may recall, I bought a Sonos One, and I have gotten that and put it into use in the kitchen, and I have some early thoughts about it, uh, which is. It is. It sounds way better than the Amazon Echo. Like it's got it's got so much bass that like even like stingers under like the NPR reads, you know, like the bass will be enough that I'll be like, is there someone outside with like a loud song playing? And like the bass turned way up, and I'll realize no, it's just the, the like the background music on this. Um, so that's really nice. I do like the fact that it can easily group with my other Sonos speakers, which is nice. So I now have like the office and the living room and the uh, the kitchen can all be playing the same thing. The AirPlay 2 supports pretty good, although I did notice every once in a while it seemed like I was getting dropouts. I'm not sure if it's an AirPlay 2 thing or a Sonos thing. Um, mm. My nitpicks are I don't actually think the design of it is as good as the Echo in some ways. I really like the Echo, the first generation Echo, and now I think whatever the Echo Plus or whatever, Echo Pro, that has like the turnable um, wheel on the top to control volume. I think that's a great mm. design. I really like the, that it's a physical thing that you turn. And it's instead of the buttons. Yeah. This, oh, does this does this um, have buttons? It does, it, Sonos has touch sensitive buttons on the top. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they've gone to they've gone to touch sensitive. Yeah, buttons and they're they're marked. Ours, physic, ours has physical buttons. Yeah, they're marked, and I don't. I mean, so like, yeah, the the Sonos Play one, I agree, has like so that has like a play pause and then volume up and down, which is nice. This one just has um, volume up and down buttons that are like two separate buttons and then a play pause thing in the middle, and it's fine. But what I don't like about it is that there's no visual representation when you go to adjust the volume of how loud it is already, which the Echo, again, does nicely by, like, using that ring. Um, and I think it maintains different volumes for the assistant voice and audio playing sometimes because it seems weirdly like I'll turn the volume up to hear the audio and then, like, the Echo volume will still be really quiet or something. And I'm not really sure what's going on. If it's just, like, it only adjusts the volume of whatever is currently playing, I don't know. It seems a little bizarre. 
Uh, and then the one thing that was bugging me a little bit, though, I've gotten a little used to it, is every time you say the wake word, it does like a bloop, like acknowledgement tone. <laughs> and I find that a little irritating. <laughs> and you can turn it off on the Echo and on the Google Home, which which both have that feature, but you can't turn it off on the Sonos. So I complained about oh. it on Twitter. <laughs> the only way to fix well anything. then that should fix that yeah. i mean i tweeted at him and stuff like well i came across <laughs> lengthy threads dating back to the sonos ones release on their like sonos support board saying like why can't i do this and i'm like well clearly that's not helping <laughs> so, so twitter they have, like I'll recently am i am i screwing something up because they recently took away and i don't know if this is an apple oh, thing the lock or screen thing sonos the lock screen thing. I don't know. There was something in the in the release notes about it, and I have to admit that I was like updating or something, and I skimmed it, and it just yeah. said like, "There's no longer, we'll no longer let you do this in the lock screen," and that well, sucks. And it was the lock screen and the watch. I yeah, used to I, I loved oh, yeah, that. Yeah. I could look at my watch and see what was playing and knew who the artist was and and advance or go back. I mean, it was it changed the volume. Yeah. I agree. And I now know. you can only you can have to go into the app to change the volume. Yeah, I don't understand. That's like horrible. A huge step backwards. So I wonder if it Apple smacked them down or something. Well, that's kind of what I I don't know why they would though. <sighs> Unless you want to be super cynical and say like drive HomePod sales. Hmm. But if you're advertising I, I, AirPlay I, two I, and trying to get people to adopt AirPlay two, unlikely. that that would seem super counterproductive. Yeah, yeah. I don't know either. I did see that, and, and then I noticed last night when I was doing something, I had to go into the app to adjust the volume, and I was like, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> this is much worse than it was before. <laughs> so, Apple, if you're listening, <laughs> fix that and bring back photo books now. I'm just Can we all just get along? Yeah, I mean, the, the, touch, the touch button thing on the top thing is also one of the things I dislike the most about the HomePod. Um, I, there, physical buttons, there's nothing wrong with physical buttons, guys. Physical buttons are great. They work really well. Yeah. I remember uh, I remember being in a room with a G4 Cube that had one of those sort of touch-sensitive oh, yeah. buttons. And depending on the atmospheric conditions, it would just switch on or switch off because it got these phantom uh, presses. So, like, at five in the morning, the thing would boot up because it, <laughs> it decided that you had pressed the button truly a, a one of apple's most well-designed products yes um i liked it but yes i'm trying to find out the answer to our question about the lock screen but i'm not finding it i'm finding a lot of like <laughs> gleeful gleeful notices from a number of years ago that they added it <laughs> there are a number of people but complaining nothing about, about the fact that it's now gone <laughs> uh boy um, did you see the the one hundred dollar iPhone knockoff? Yes, <laughs> I saw the, the story the about it. iPhone ten, iPhone ten knockoff that is full of malware. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was quite impressed with the uh, the <sighs> lengths that they'd gone to to make it look. Um, yeah, it looked very much. I mean, it looked identical. Um, uh, software wise, well, I mean, identical on on like if you were yeah, just but, looking at the springboard and yes, uh, right. And then I think it was like once you actually started tapping on apps, uh, most of them would just sure. like fire yeah. you to some web page or or something. But but yeah, I mean, you're saying they had a sweet solution. <laughs> 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 Reference acknowledged. Um, yeah, I, I I mean I'm not really surprised that a hundred dollar phone uh, is not a thousand dollar phone, but. I think it's the f- yeah. Otherwise, I would feel super ripped off. <laughs> but it's the fact that you know you can get not close, but 
you know, you can build a working phone and... But it's, well, it's the malware thing that's, I mean, like, you know... I, I think it just came with Android on it. I think that's really... Uh, no, that is that the malware? No, that, I thought that's... they said it was compromised, <laughs> I thought, but... I think it had a number of sort of third-party things that were believed to have been, you know, possibly compromised. I don't think it was a, like, it 100% like shipped... Chinese with... intelligence agency? Well, I mean, like, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, uh, but... I, I don't think anyone was recommending typing in your iCloud credentials into this device or, or anything. Uh, is this a bad time to say that I did? No. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so, you, get, you get what you so pay you for. Found, you found the thing. You found the thing. You sent the. I did. The, I found the, the Sonos, the Sonos thing for you. It's something to do with which AirPlay 2. Which doesn't say. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not exactly the most. Say, explicit say why there is a link at the bottom that is like um learn more about this and i'm not sure i guess Does there it, is a oh if you aren't using airplay you have the op- option to disable third-party airplay endpoints <laughs> <laughs> thanks oh you what know why heck? okay i'm sorry i think i'm putting this together so you know with AirPlay 2, you can be broadcasting a whole bunch of speakers at once. Presumably, there's some sort of current... Maybe there's a limitation, or maybe it just doesn't work well if you try to adjust playback or volume on multiple things. But that works. It's weird. It's weird. It's interesting. That, it doesn't work on your device either, though. What do you mean? Well, so your it doesn't work for yours either, which is brand new. Yeah, no, it doesn't work on any. They they took it out of the app, yeah. period. Yeah, because I sort of assumed that it didn't work on mine because mine's older. No, I think it but probably has to do with maybe case. some sort of weird conflict between if you're trying to use AirPlay on... If you're trying to AirPlay audio, but it's also just controlling audio within the Sonus app, like probably, you know, obviously only one of those things can display controls at one time. So maybe it's just because of the way AirPlay, AirPlay now works. I don't know. It seems yeah. a little janky. I really don't, I really don't use AirPlay, so I'm... And I do use the Sonos thing. Yeah, so you could just turn off AirPlay and see if it comes. Well, it sounds like it comes back. Just do that on my phone. Apparently. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll try that. We'll see what happens. Report back. Tune in next week on another <laughs> exciting episode of the Rebound to find out what I did with AirPlay and why it didn't work, so- or what we call another episode. <laughs> <laughs> exciting is a little you know let's not oversell and you will, it and you will also have an opportunity to at me on twitter and tell me what i did wrong <laughs> if twitter is still working and we get any notifications if twitter is still working where will people at me in order to tell me that i did it wrong i guess they'll have to send email i you know i'm really looking forward to the day where they have to come to your house and slip notes underneath the door just yeah really just please tr- limit it to 140 characters by my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for prime day i bought uh a five pound uh usb c to usb a adapter that was my that is so that heavy huge <laughs> <laughs> dan and i are doing the same joke <laughs> <laughs> why does it weigh so much uh, uh <laughs> you and your funny uh non-metric units <laughs> if you guys had joined the euro we would not be able to do this uh but <laughs> were you going somewhere with that? Do we just no, we just totally derail it? it the, the moment is gone. Um, it, it was more a kind of <laughs> we I, it. I I did not spend you know hundreds of dollars on uh, smart speakers mm-hmm. or anything like that. I didn't buy any. I didn't buy anything. Oh. So. 
You, but you did renew your your Prime account. But I or, did renew. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, that was a few days. That was weeks. A couple of weeks. It's fine. Before. You're part of the problem. Uh, is all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm definitely part of the problem. I may actually be the problem. <laughs> I've been saying that for years. <laughs> <laughs> As technology becomes more pervasive, the way modern businesses target consumers is expanding and becoming more controversial. From Facebook's data collection practices to the rise of on-demand streaming services like Netflix, modern marketers are leveraging technology to disrupt billion-dollar industries. The MarTech Podcast tells the stories, strategies, and secrets of how modern marketers use technology to drive business growth. Learn how modern businesses grow by searching for MarTech, that's M-A-R-T-E-C-H, in your podcast app or by visiting martechpod.com. The MarTech Podcast, where innovative marketers share the secrets of fast-growing companies. This is General Martok for the rebound. (laughs) Also, also a Klingon. Give me honor, give me a podcast about technology. (laughs) Today is a good day to listen. Today is a good day to disrupt the Romulans. <laughs> Romulan disruptors. Klingon yeah. disruptors. <laughs> uh, why does nobody let us read ads anymore? It's weird. <laughs>